if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, did you hear McDonald's is getting rid of self-service bed- beverage machines? It won't happen for 10 years, though, and they won't say why. Like, I've told people this story, and they're like, is it health reasons? Is it touching? I'm like, I, don't, mm. I do not know. But maybe they're just stealing Chick-fil-A's idea where they keep it behind the counter. Second, if you're looking for an easy lunch for your kids, this is fascinating. They just introduced new Lunchables grilled cheesies. Mm. And you put it in the microwave for 60 seconds, and they feature new designed 360 crisp packaging to achieve a golden brown pan-like crisp outside and melty cheese inside. No pans or stovetop required. Um, They come in original and pepperoni pizza flavors, but... I just realized um, there's no microwave at school. No. So this is for people who work from home who just want a grilled cheese with <laughs> well, 60 seconds. I think the target demo for Lunchables, like, are now in their 30s. <laughs> yeah. They were kids when it all started, but they're in, they're in their 30s and now. finally, in the world of food, Coca-Cola just introduced its newest flavor, and it was generated by artificial intelligence. No kidding. Crazy. Huh. Okay, question for you. When you're like all stuffed up and you got a bad cold and you're like, oh, I feel terrible. <laughs> Do you take medicine for it or not? We're uh, going to talk about huh. it next. Okay, so fun fact. I used to go in my mirror in the bathroom when I was in like fifth and sixth grade. Yeah. And I would pretend like I was doing a cold medicine commercial. <laughs> and I would be like, oh, Harold, I feel so terrible. I was stuffy nose, runny, achy head. I need to rest medicine. And anyway, um, so that made me think of that when they, did you hear the number one ingredient in de- decongestants? Decongestants. I can't say decongestants. Decongestants in the U.S. It doesn't work. What they they've done studies. The FDA announced it, and no kidding. They've and you. We've all spent billions of dollars on this stuff, like uh, Dayquil, Mucinex, Tylenol, cold and flu, all this stuff. It's this ingredient called phenylephrine and or ephrine, and like my mom always said. Just gargle with salt water, honey, and let it run its course. And so once again, my mom was right. Tell me if you're like this with the kids in your life. If they want to do something with you, you're like, when, where, put Mm -hmm. me in coach. Mm -hmm. That was me the other day. I'll tell you what happened next. Tell me if you're like this with the kids in your life. When they suddenly want to spend time with you, especially after a certain age, you're like, okay, what time? Which When should I be there? Put me in coach. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to be a part of that. That never stops, um, by the way. Yeah. Our kids are, you know, youngest is going to be 22. That happened, And we still are like that with them. Yeah, this happened to my married niece. She just got married <laughs> in uh, April 15th to Luke and uh, Alyssa. And so here's the story. Here's the scenario. This is why I felt like it was a big deal, but it was so worth it. Okay, we're about to face her big sister's wedding day. Okay. And it's like she has to be, the girls in the bridal party have to be at my sister's house at 7 a.m. to start the whole hair and makeup process. She decided not to pay for it. She's like, I'm going to do my own hair and makeup. So they're starting at 7 a.m. The wedding's not like the departure of the bride and groom is not till 11 p.m., and then wow. the, supposedly there's an after party, which we didn't end up going to. <laughs> and so it's going to be a long day for her as a, a bridesmaid. And she texts me the night before at like 930 at night and says, hey, Aunt Taylor, do you want to go for a run with me in the morning? And I had planned on sleeping in. And I was like, OK. 
Um, <laughs> you name the time, you know, because sure. you've got a lot on your plate. I didn't have anything that I had to do until like 1030. She's like, can you make 6 a.m. work? It's like, sure. Uh, I'd love to. <laughs> so Glenn was like, why? Why are you doing that? Because, you know, it's going to affect him because yeah, the alarm's going to go off. And, yeah, and I said, because when am I ever going to have this time with my niece again? And do you know, it was one of my favorite times of the whole wedding. The alarm went off at 5.30 a.m. And I was mm. like, ugh. <laughs> and I drove over to the to Juno Beach Park, mm-hmm. and we drove we ro- we ran from Juno to Jupiter and back again, mm. and had an hour together just to get to you know get caught up, find out how married life was going. I hadn't seen her since her wedding, what her job as a physical therapist was like. It was glorious. I was so glad she asked. You know, it was cool when I was running with my niece, Alyssa, who just got married in April. She's a newlywed. Um, She was telling me a little bit about her schedule. She's a physical therapist. So she works, you know, nine to six every day in the office, seeing patients. She loves when the teenagers come in, usually between four to six after school. Mm. But then she had worked three nights that week as a um, as a sports, you know, therapist on at teams, you know, like at a football game, at a baseball game, at a volleyball game. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying the right name of it, but anyway, I said, tell me the motivation behind that. Like you work basically from 9am to 10pm, 10.30pm, three nights in a row. She said, well, the big motivation is to sock away money before we have kids. And I said, (laughs) aha. And I loved everything about that sentence. I'm like, ooh. And I didn't ask any other personal questions. I, I let it s- stop there. But yeah, they're trying to pay, you know, pay down down some bidet and some renovations on this old house they bought and stuff like that. What kind of how-to stuff have you learned from Google or YouTube? Is there something big, Kev, that um, you've learned? How-to stuff from YouTube or Google. Uh, how to make the perfect hard-boiled egg with a shell that's easily peeled. Oh my goodness, you have no idea how funny that is. Uh, my niece repaired a dishwasher disposal. My brother-in-law repaired a dryer. Well, they set out to determine what we're Googling. And mm-hmm. the top how-to searches include how to tie a tie. Mm-hmm. We Google how to help anxiety. Mm-hmm. How to be better. How to be happy. And when it comes to how to make stuff, we're searching how to make eggs <laughs> and see how to, how how to make coffee. See how cool I am? <laughs> yeah. How to make coffee. When it comes to cleaning, we're searching how to clean mold and how to clean ears. Ooh. I use a Q-tip and I'm supposed to, but it works great. Now, is that moms searching how to clean ears, meaning they want to help, they want to clean their kids' ears, or is that cleaning your own ears? It's just everyone Googling how to clean their, their own ears. Everybody yeah. thinks they have dirty ears. I guess so. Interesting. Coming up when the cops get super creative to catch the bad guys. This is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. This is such a great story about a cop getting really creative to catch the bad guys. The thief was getting away. So Officer Harriet Taylor approached the little a little boy and said, hey, please, can I borrow your bike? I promise I'll bring it back. And he's like, uh, Okay. And she rode off on his bike. It was all on her uh, her body, body cam. cam. And then someone filmed her riding by. She is so tall compared to this bike. <laughs> she can't even sit on it. But get this. 
It worked. She caught the bad guy and he was arrested for theft and shoplifting and a bunch of other charges. And she brought the bike back. Just as promised. How embarrassing would that be for the criminal? <laughs> caught by a cop on a bike. Oh, were they one of those cool mountain bikes? No. <laughs> Little banana seat bike. Flower basket in the front. <laughs> I thought it was a kid. I didn't even think it was a cop. <laughs> So when you have a job interview, boy, that's nerve wracking, right? Mm -hmm. You prep, you get the perfect outfit ready. You probably research the company, find out, you know, like what their CEO's favorite hobbies are in case, you know, you need to make some chit chatty conversation. But what if you do all of that and it all comes down to a coffee cup and how you handle a coffee cup? Yeah, this Mm. is a real thing. We're going to talk about it next. So how would you like it if you went on a job interview and the entire interview hung on a coffee cup? Isn't that crazy? Here's a the deal. Cup. Yeah, this guy has gone viral, and some people are really like irritated. I would never work for that psychopath. Here's Ooh. what he does: you come in for an interview, and the first thing this guy does is it takes you to the, like on a tour of the the office, and then would you like a cup of coffee? And he starts pouring one for himself. So 99% of the people go, they want to reflect back what he said. Sure, I'll have coffee with you. So they get a cup of coffee too. And then they go into his office or the conference room or whatever, and they have their chat. And he does the interview, you know, Mm -hmm. does all the usual protocol questions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you have any questions for me? Maybe there's a couple. And then he goes, okay, well, thank you. We'll be in touch soon. And then he watches you. What do you do with that coffee cup? If you just leave it, no matter how great the interview went, you are automatically counted out. He's like, that is not a conscientious person that cares about the little things. And they they are hmm. not my person. Interesting. If you don't take care of it yourself. And people are like, well, hang on. You're a guest in that environment. You're not their employee. Why would you take care of the dirty dishes? You wouldn't do that anywhere else you went. Why would you do it there? But so, even at like self-serve restaurants, you'll go, oh, do we clear out a table ourselves or... I think people are onto something, though. In that environment, you're going to count out possibly great employees. People who, I mean, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They're nervous. They're in front yeah. of, you know, like the potential boss. So the last thing they're thinking of is, what do I do with this coffee cup? It's hard for me to separate my own personal experience from the story because, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin hired me because I cleaned up trash <laughs> at a radio wait, station wait, wait, event. That's, that's partial story there. You can hear the rest of that story in a minute. That's that's like a half truth there. Well, you you tell that story a lot. <laughs> we'll talk about that next. There's a grain of truth in this story that Taylor's about to share mm-hmm. with us. But but let's file this under. This is like an election year promise. It's kind of truthy. <laughs> All right. So do you want to tell a story or no, you want no, me I to? W- I want to hear your okay. version of the story that I supposedly so hired you when I years first, and years ago yeah. because of trash. When I first applied, I heard Kevin's co-host had left all sudden, just like out of the blue. And my husband called me and goes, guess what? Kevin's looking for a new co-host. I'm like, what? And so I was debating about whether I should apply. And so like. I inquired and it was this big, long questionnaire Mm -hmm. and he wanted it back ASAP. So I stayed up like really late because I was working two jobs at the time, a full time job and another part time job in radio marketing Mm -hmm. and public relations. Mm -hmm. And to make the long story short, after the long questionnaire that I got back ASAP, typed it all up. Kevin interviewed me seven times. And what does it say? Was it? It was seven. seven it was seven encounters. Seven yeah. Uh, like some of it was on like, the phone, though. It was. There was the. I'm not even counting the handwritten application and the mm-hmm. big long questionnaire. It was mm-hmm. like 
come to the office and the radio station to meet you. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, all of a sudden I'm at my other job. He's like, hey, can you, you can you come hang out at this concert? And I was like, uh. And so I had all I left like normally I wouldn't leave till like six, six thirty, seven. It just depends how much work we had at this public relations My marketing job. Was I wanted to see how you would interact with listeners. So I had to go to a, a radio station concert. Mm-hmm. I had to ask all the women at the office, can you cover for me? My PR job if they notice I'm missing. And then I bolt down like 45 minutes away to this concert dressed in business attire. <laughs> and anyway, I was just trying to act confident even though it felt pretty dorky. And we were greeting listeners and stuff. And then I noticed someone had left this awful like trash bag of like fast food and uh-huh. cups and stuff right by the radio station van. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that looks tacky. So I just grabbed it and threw it in the trash. And Kevin said that like made a huge impact. Oh yeah. That, that, that I was worried about the brand of the radio yeah, station. Yeah, yeah. That kind of like, so that closed the deal. Yeah. There. That, I mean, it, it, that wasn't the thing though. So now do you feel like you've been too harsh on coffee cup guy? No, because I would not make that the litmus for hiring someone. That okay. would, but it, it is a good indication. You love telling that story. Like I knew she was my new co-host when she went and picked up that trash. <laughs> okay, Kev, you love to tease me that, um, and all women, that we can't just accept a compliment and, and when people go, "Oh, you look really nice," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to tell the story. Right. And so that has been me, uh, both at my niece's wedding. She just got married. A Kaylee and Morgan are no husband and wife. And um, I told the story on the show about how I found my dress. And um, I found it at this department store I hadn't been to in like forever. I found it online. And um, and I found an old gift card my mother-in-law had given me for 50 bucks. And it worked. It was like 15 years old. So I paid a grand total of $13 for my dress. Well, what I haven't told you, and it just is the sweetest thing in the whole wide world. Um, I absolutely love being an aunt. It's been one of my favorite roles in life. I have 10, I have 11 nieces and nephews. Yeah. And um, it was a group effort. So I had one niece, um, my one niece on Glenn's side of the family, Tabitha. She not only shipped me with her own money, some eyeshadow, but she got on her phone and made a video and taught me how to put it on. So that was just like the sweetest thing. You had your own little Instagram influencer. I did. Like she's private. like, she goes, it feels funny to be on camera, but let me show you. And she's like, you wet the brush. And you, she's showing me all this stuff. Well, then the day of the wedding came and my niece, Laura, who was there, she came over from her college. We live in, I grew up in Jupiter. She's in college in Tampa. She drove across the straight and um, she did my hair for the wedding she did wow. some like braids on the Look side and I had tried to get it all like full, which is crazy to try in, in Jupiter, Florida humidity. Mm-hmm. And then she got out the wand and made like some spiral curls for me. And it just, it made me feel so loved as an aunt to know mm-hmm. that my look was all part of two of my nieces just yeah. being so sweet and, and helping me out. little team. Yeah, it was <laughs> just awesome. Okay, are you one of the lucky ones who still gets to work from home? Coming up, what do you think people say is one of the biggest perks? Are you one of the lucky ones who still gets to work from home? My husband sure is. Uh, what would you say are the biggest perks? I'd have to say, like, staying in your PJs all day. Yeah, that would be That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, My favorite would be no commute and therefore no paying for gas Mm. to fill up my tank. Um, Maybe you can sneak in a nap, throw in a load of laundry. How about... 
this one. Being home with your animals all day. Oh, I'd never get anything done. That's why I can't. That'd be a disaster. According to a new survey, four in 10 of us who love pets would take a lower salary just to work from home and be with our furry friends. Mm. After all, so many pets get so emotional when they know you're packing up to leave. Oh, Alex the Wintermutt, she would rip our hearts out. Her tail would tuck under her and she'd just be like, I thought we were friends. Why mm. are you leaving me? <laughs> Think about this for a minute. Which house would you rather live in? Uh, a house that was the scene of a horror movie or the Brady Bunch house? Which house would you rather buy and live in? We're going to talk about that next. So I, I thought this was pretty interesting, Taylor. Two fairly famous properties just recently sold. Uh, one from a famous horror movie and then the Brady Bunch house. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So There's I, no way I would live in a horror movie house. I mean, uh-uh. nothing, uh-uh. nothing bad actually scourge, happened. Scourge, scourge. Nothing bad actually happened in the house. They just made a movie there. Right? I know, but then you'd think about the movie, movie. and it just comes to life. And oh no. Ugh. So you would, you would pick the Brady Bunch house. Could you imagine yeah. living in that yeah, house? Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't would, like that style, but people yeah. People would drop by all the time, yeah. right? And, and they I, paid a bazillion dollars, right? Because it's yeah, we'll get L.A. To, we'll get to that in a minute. But I, I saw a show one time where they tried to take the actual house, the actual Brady Bunch house, and make it look on the inside like it did on the TV show. And it was real. They had to add on like rooms and oh, for, funny. There were, was, it was no just a attic, set. so they yeah. had to lift like uh, like do a, a room <laughs> up on top of the house for Greg's attic. Oh, hilarious! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really funny. But okay, so which one do you think sold for more? Which the, uh, it was a hollow the Halloween movies. I've never seen. And any where of them. is that I don't house located? See them. I guess it's in LA somewhere. I'm not sure where okay. it is. But anyhow, the the thing that made it attractive was this is where the first Halloween movie. And I don't know if mm-hmm. subsequent ones were shot there too. Mm-hmm. But that's the that's where that one was shot. And that was that recently sold, and so did the Brady Bunch house. Which one do you think sold for more, the horror house or the Brady Bunch house? I'm gonna go with pretty confidently with Brady Bunch house. Almost double. Because the location. Almost double the price. The uh, the Halloween house. Well, you know what? The Halloween house hasn't sold yet. It's listed. It's listed for $1.8 million. How much did Brady Bunch sell for? $3.2 million. Ooh. Wowzers. I wonder if somebody buys that. Are they are they really going to live in it? Or are they planning on turning it into a money-making like museum? Yeah. Tickets for the Brady Bunch house, $49.99. You know what's funny? I uh, My Aunt Jenny and Uncle Peter, mm-hmm. he's a physician. And when I would go visit them in New, New, New Jersey, outside New York City, uh, they had really, really crazy modern stuff like that in their house. Like modern like, for the 60s? Like Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, it was like that Art Deco or whatever. I don't know what you call it's not it. not Art Deco. It What's almost, it called? I don't know. But they had like weird plastic chairs. I think you and, call it Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, they had a Brady Bunch furniture. <laughs> There you go. I I think I I if I had to pick, I'd live in the Brady Bunch house too. No way would I live in a horror Ooh, movie. No house. way. Mm-mm. So it's funny you were talking about how the Brady Bunch house and a horror movie house were both for sale. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. the funny story to me, like that we all we've all heard this before, but I just think it's fun bringing up when you're talking about these houses. Is we all grew up watching Home Alone at Christmas time, mm-hmm. and other than mom and dad flying first class, that's pretty far fetched. Um, and sticking the kids in the back. That's why they didn't know Kevin wasn't on the right, plane. Right. Um, they try to make it like this is a suburban Chicago family. Yeah. And that house is worth 
$2 million <laughs> on Lincoln Avenue in Winnetka, <laughs> Illinois. I, I grew up in a suburb of Chicago, and let's just say my our house on Van Auken was not, not $2 million. Like this. Yeah. this yeah, one I look has at that, a, that house. I'm like, you leave me home alone there yeah, anytime. I'm in. <laughs> has uh, six bedrooms and six bathrooms. And they did make some adjustments to it for the movie. Like they had to add that, like, thing above the staircase, you know, like a ramp, Okay, you know, like a lot of homes do have now because uh-huh. they needed that for like the paint can swinging scene. down and okay. all that. And then the people who own it now have made renovations on the inside, yeah. but on the outside, it looks just like it did in the Home Alone movie. Huh. Not funny. $2 million. Yeah. Hey. Kevin just had a normal kid childhood with his pet turtle you or whatever animal. Every, every Christmas, it would be fun if they, uh, if they got an old beat up van and painted whatever the plumbing company yes! is on the side and parked it right out in the driveway yes, throughout they Christmas. Yes, totally do that. That would be so much fun. Kev, remember the other day you were talking about how it's so weird when you feel like you know someone, like your spouse, and then mm-hmm. they do something totally out of character? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, who are you? Well, apparently, Griff, that happened to you and your wife, Sarah, the other day, too. Oh, yes. She was very surprised with my actions. Um, we took the whole family to a baseball game, mm-hmm. and we stayed out way past bedtime. It was late. Your bedtime or the kids? Uh, both, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Everyone was pretty exhausted, and uh, we're leaving the game, and it's at least a half-mile walk back to the car. Ooh. Well, right when you walk out the stadium, they have these guys with bikes and like a little carriage in the back. Is it a rickshaw or something? I, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. what they're like, called. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Bike yeah. taxi. Yeah. yeah, You jump in the back and they take yeah, you to your car. They'll take you right to your car. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do this. I happen to have some cash in my pocket for some reason. Uh-huh. And when you spend cash, it doesn't feel like real money. It's just like, yeah, you know, it doesn't count. <laughs> so all right, all right, guys, we're doing this. Jump in. Let's go. So yeah. we jumped in the bike. And it, I think it was literally the kid's favorite part of going to the baseball Aww. game was riding down the road in this bike. <laughs> yes. And the guy took us literally right to our car. It was uh-huh. awesome. Nice. It was great. Yeah, it was you fun. you think it would be a repeat customer? No, no, not anytime soon. <laughs> so Sarah was stunned at this? She was, yeah, she was like, you? yeah, she's like, I'm sure shocked you did that what's going on i was like you guys look tired and yeah. you know give the kids some excitement oh you know, that's what a sweet uh, daddy that's can, awesome can i ask oh, what if that what does that run how much mm, do you wind up paying for 20 ish plus tip Man, for, i mean for the, the the kids getting the experience yeah, of yeah. doing it and yeah. uh, all the yay dad's the best yeah. <laughs> exactly you know yeah every 20 dollars is worth a yay dad's the best yes <laughs> <laughs> So there was a, a moment the other day, um, it was on my niece's wedding day, and my husband gave me a heart attack, <laughs> almost literally. I'll tell you what happened in just a minute. So Glenn gave you a heart attack the other day? My Get husband, Glenn, literally gave me a heart attack. It was uh, what, my niece Kaylee's wedding for? day. What yeah. are spouses for, if not that? Ugh. It's my niece Kaylee's wedding day, and so... Um, we, here's the deal. We had decided to go ahead and get a hotel room because my mom was going to have a packed house. And Glenn was like, that's a lot of us trying to get ready for a wedding at once. So he's mm-hmm. like, let's just get a hotel room. That way everyone's got space. My niece was going to have to sleep on like an air mattress. It was going to be a little cray cray. So, um, I decided to bring all my, like most of my stuff, my hair accessories and things. And in case my niece had time to do my hair. So I was going to get ready at my mom's house and Glenn was going to go back to the hotel and he was going to bring me my dress and shoes and I had everything in a bag. And he comes back and it's kind of in the nick of time. Like I got to run in the bedroom and get dressed. I had done hair and make everything. I just had to throw my dress on, 
throw my shoes on. And I hear him bragging to my brother-in-law, I'm waiting till the last minute to put that thing on because it was so hot. (laughs) And so he had like his pants and like an undershirt on and -hmm. a belt and his shoes. And all of a sudden through the bedroom door, I can hear my sister go, hey, hey, Taylor, do you know where Glenn's tie is? And I went, I had it hanging on the hanger with a suit. (laughs) And I'm like frantically trying to get all this clothes on. And I go, did Glenn find his tie? No, he went back to the hotel to get it. I was like, no, what if it's in the parking lot and it got run over? And, you know, we're supposed to be at the venue for family photos by 3.30. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 no. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I'm like, he's just going to have to go with the like the unbuttoned look if he can't find it or if someone ran over it. Mm -hmm. And he finally shows up at the venue and... He had his tie on. He looked fantastic. He was a little sweaty <laughs> from running around so much and fighting traffic. And um, and we ended up sitting around for like close to an hour waiting for the family photo. <laughs> but but had, I, I would like to time. say I was chill about it go. and like it'll all work out. But I was freaking out inside. That happened to me with remember I was uh, the I, I won that contest the over 40 and fabulous contest Mm -hmm. and i was on the cover of of uh, best life magazine and i was in a suit and when i got there for the photo shoot there were like two or three other people there and i forgot my tie (gasps) i'm wearing a borrowed tie a guy had on a black tie he was like here i'll take this off you can borrow mine that was so nice (laughs) so every yeah every time i see that uh, there's a little plaque i have at home every time i see it i'm like borrowed tie (laughs) (laughs) it's not even my tie So I think there's a meme that's a joke about this. You you ask your spouse, how are you doing? They go, I'm fine. And that means the total opposite. (laughs) That's what I ran into when I got home from work yesterday. Uh Hey, how are you doing, honey? I'm fine. Uh I'll tell you why Tracy was not fine next. This story, Taylor, has its roots in, uh, I don't know if you guys got it, but we got hail at our house a few days ago. We didn't, but I heard you mention that yesterday. Not everybody did. it. It was kind of isolated, but we did. And, and sure enough, uh, roofers, uh, sketchy roofers are coming out of the woodwork now. So I get home from work yesterday and I said to my wife, how are you doing? And she goes, I'm fine. And I was like, mm, that doesn't sound fine. And by the way, what's the deal with the sign on the door? She goes, people have been knocking on our door nonstop all day. The sign said, no solicitors, our roof is fine. <laughs> she put this giant sign on our front door. Not that bad, huh? Yeah, I said, wow. well, how many people have knocked on the door? She goes, well, it's, and we have five dogs. You knock on our door, it's bedlam. It's Ooh. not fun for us Ooh, when I someone just about the five randomly dogs. knocks on the door. I mean, we it's... So, she goes, first there's a UPS delivery, dogs go nuts. There's two Amazon deliveries, dogs go nuts. People walk by, you know, walking their dogs. And this one guy is an extendo leash. For some reason, he thinks our yard is his personal toilet for his dog. He lets the dog walk all over our yard. Our dogs go nuts. He doesn't care. He just lets the dog wander. Then she goes, one roofer, two roofers, three roofers, four, all promising. Hey, you've got hail damage. Let me call your insurance company for you. And she's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. But by the last one, I don't think there was a thank you involved. Yeah. Wow. What a day she had. That's she a lot. was not fine. That's a lot. And I feel bad because people people were posting on our little neighborhood chat, next door chat, about, yep, had a whole bunch of sketchy roofers dropping by today. Chuck in a truck came by and said, I can fix your roof. Uh, and they're like, you know, 
posting, do not work with these people. It's more than likely a scam. They're going to take your money and run. So, wow. so if, if you've made that deal with a guy in a truck with a ladder, you, you might want to rethink it and cut your losses and be like, Hey, call him. I'm having second thoughts about this. You know, have a legit roofing company come out if you really think you have damage. But I get it. That whole allure of a free roof is pretty like. Mm, mm. Oh, I remember one time all our neighbors got free roofs. Yeah. And our insurance company, USAA, came out to look at ours and they're like, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. need one. I've never understood that mentality of just being like, OK, if your roof is fine, sure, go ahead, put one on there. It just doesn't make sense to me. But the bigger thing is Tracy was so frustrated. She said it seemed like every five minutes there was another guy with a truck and a ladder promising us a new roof. (laughs) And she had had enough. That's exhausting. (laughs) So I posted on the Kevin and Taylor socials, the sign on our front door that Tracy put up. And she, oh, and she told me our, our daughter, April, actually wrote the sign for her. Because I was like, that's not your handwriting. Um, but we, it was a sign because we had roofers knocking on our door endlessly because there was hail a few days ago in our area. I posted the picture and people responded on Facebook that, yes, they're they're having to deal with the same thing endlessly. But check this out. This one lady said, I had one knocking on my door um, and we hadn't even had a storm. He caught me in the middle of a conference call. Uh, and he said that uh, our solar panels didn't look okay. This lady has solar panels. Huh. She says she thinks he went up on the roof and broke a couple of panels <gasps> and then came down and gave her a quote to fix oh, them. Because no. she was like, they were absolutely fine. That's really slimy. And maybe because she was on the conference call, she couldn't hear him up on the roof. Well, he asked, can I can I inspect? And she was like, sure, go ahead. Oh, yeah, so I'm sorry. So that's don't how, even say yeah, yes. Yeah, that's how he got up there. And wow. she's, she said she's pretty positive he broke a couple of them. Great. Now I my mom doesn't have any solar panels, but now I have another scam to tell her about. Don't oh, let yeah. strangers up oh, on your gosh, roof. Oh gosh, yeah, especially she's yeah. living there in Hurricane Alley. Yeah, totally. Guy drops by with a truck. No, 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 no. Wow. And it's not how we get things fixed. I would think for her or anyone else, I would think the first thing you need to do is call your insurance company and go, "I think we got a problem," right? And then deal with it from there. Not mm-hmm. Some guy driving around, knocking on your door, going, hey, let me get up on your roof. Plus, think about this. You let some stranger get up on your roof and he falls off your roof. That's going to be problems, right? You don't know if he's bonded, licensed, insured. You don't know anything. You just know he's a guy with a truck and a ladder, right? 